The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Beyond and hello and what the hell was that? Uh, hi. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Can I take my microphone off? It's okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. I'm Max Gova. Welcome to a very special Summer of Gaming edition of Podcast Beyond, IGN's weekly PlayStation show. We're going to break down everything huge, regardless of whether or not it's PlayStation exclusive uh, that happened in that, in that Capcom show. But uh, don't worry, we're going to talk about other stuff. Thankfully, we're not expected to just talk about Tapcom. Um, but we are going to talk about Capcom. Here to help me break down all that stuff, I'm joined by Jada Griffin, Matt Kim, and Akeem Lawanson. Um... Wow, that was really, that was kind of some yeah. slim pickings right there. I mean, well, Capcom, you know, they're 40 years old now, and as someone that age, they, they're showing how out of touch they are with their audience, clearly, by giving us Cap... Com Town? Cap Town. Cap Town. I think Cap-town. it was, was Cap Town. Capcom Town. Capcom Town. Capcom Town. Maybe it was Capcom Town. It's a browser yeah. game you can go to to celebrate 40 years of Capcom. Yeah. And that was one, maybe the biggest reveal in that no, we got we got Pragmata. That was probably we got Pragmata, but that's not yeah. a, that was a delay announcement. <laughs> it wasn't world they, premiere delay. <laughs> they, yeah. they announced the they, they revealed the delay. Yeah, which was a very cute reveal. It was very funny. Yeah, uh, we actually put out the call on social media to tweet out your reactions uh, with the hashtag IGN Summer of Gaming. We're still checking those. Uh, Jada, what did what did we have to say? I think we had a comment about the yeah one. yeah we got a couple of them. So. Uh, Based on the reveal of the uh, delay, we got Craig Anderson. Uh, that release date apology in the trailer was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Steve at Scuba Steve 1219 said, with the hot streak Capcom is on, ignoring Exoprimal, it feels like they can delay this as much as they want and it'll still be a banger. This year and next are already stacked as it is. I do 100% agree. We are very stacked this year. So I think maybe there's not a lot of pressure on Capcom to like, put a lot of stuff out, mm-hmm. especially since they're still taking a victory lap from Street Fighter Six coming out and doing so well. Yeah, and RE4. Like, and RE4, great. yeah. But again, so. I, I just feel like having the... They didn't have this. They announced yeah. this super late. It just yeah. feels like kind of... Uh, yeah, kind of unnecessary information. Like, it almost just kind of, like, muddied the waters in terms of things to look forward to. And we were joking, like, oh, they're going to show us Dino Crisis. Please show Dino Crisis. Show us Re-. I was I was thinking we'd get, like, a... Like an R, like an RE9 tease or yeah, something like I was that. Devil May Cry 6, something I, like that. Yeah, yeah, Devil May Cry 6 was the top of my bingo card. Monster Hunter World 2 was what I was really hoping because they, they're just winding down uh, development on uh, Monster Hunter Rise and Sunbreak. It was a perfect time to be like, hey, Monster Hunter World 2 is in production, but mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, yeah, when you when you surprise announce uh, a showcase 
following the events of this weekend, you presume that it's because, hey, we want to get in on the action. We also have big news that we want to drop during this time yeah. where everybody's being hyped up for things. And you kind of feel like it's not just a superfluous sort of like, hey, remember these games that we've already announced like two months ago? And a lot of these trailers were just rehashed from stuff we saw at the PlayStation conference or saw at the Xbox conference. Like we saw, we've seen a lot of the, the footage here. Yeah. So like, I was kind of like, they, it was like they lost their homework in the mail. They mailed it to LA to get here and it got lost and they're like, well, let's just use the homework from last week. I don't, yeah, I don't get it. But yeah, we did get, um, we did get the Dragon's Dogma 2 reveal at the yeah. PlayStation Showcase, which I'm extremely excited for. Like all due respect, like that game, love the first one. Very excited to play the second one because it looks gorgeous. But yeah. this just feels like kind of a wonky, like they showed us the trailer we already seen, gave us a little more insight in the gameplay, but with the same gameplay we'd already seen mostly. Like, it's just one of those things where you have to try to, you have to keep track of what's actually new and being shown off. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, they were like, we've got, we're really excited to announce that this is an open world action RPG that has physics and a pawn system. And it's like, yeah, man, I knew that from the title. It's the, it was in the first one and you put a two after it to sort of assume <laughs> yeah. as much. You know? It even has support pawns. Which is interesting. Human bones that move on their own. <laughs> All roads lead to Grand Sororin. Master Harpies. I'm yeah. I'm actually really excited. I hope they. I hope they don't uh, nerf the pawn dialogue because that is one of the funniest things it, in that game. They, it is, I think yes. they did actually have to make them shut up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it looks gorgeous. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to like, jump in here and like, character creation and all that. And, exactly. I'm very excited for Dragon's Dogma too. I'm just. I'm upset that I didn't get new stuff. I was hoping to have yeah. something, some new things to like rewatch the trailer over and over again, be like, oh my goodness, look at that. That is a really cool, that's one of the new vacations. That's yeah. one of the new jobs. That's it, one it of the was, new spells. It was a lot of reused footage um, uh, in in the in everything that we saw today coming out of Dra Dragon's Dogma 2. Like, you know, I, we saw this at the PlayStation Showcase for the most part. We were excited then. Uh, it's they, they didn't show us anything to like get us even more excited. Yeah. In my opinion. That's. Yeah, I mean, they kind of confirmed things that we assumed. I, again, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we were like, we gotta do a, we gotta do a post show for for Capcom, and I, I'm really, I'm really glad we also have other stuff to talk about. We're also gonna talk about Ubisoft and all that. But mm -hmm. uh, one big thing that we got during this sort of summer gaming stretch was the reveal of Path of the Goddess, which got shown off mm -hmm. first at the Xbox showcase. Uh, brand new IP. I saw a few people kind of scratching their heads and being like. Anamusha when it first popped up. Yeah. And it's got, yeah, Jada, what did you think of this? Yeah, no, I think Path of the Goddess looks really great. I think they want to do some more demonic stuff, but they're not ready to bring Onimusha back. So this is kind of their half and half way of doing it. Um, it's also, we were talking a little bit during the show, it's got a little bit of Okami elements into it where you're kind of like moving and things are popping up behind you. Um, and so, you know, fans are, people love Okami. So I don't know. I need to see a little bit more of this one because I'm still not really sure what it's all about. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It looks interesting. It's definitely got me intrigued, and I'm gonna check it out as we get more details. But it's it's still a long way from selling me on being like a day one buy. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I was we've gotten we've gotten a lot of games that kind of you know have this aesthetic recently. What was the Monster Hunter Rise kind of went this kind yeah. of aesthetic as Monster well. Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Wild Hearts. Yep. Uh, I feel like Wolong Fallen Dynasty a little bit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's I, like it's. Cool yokai and monsters and stuff. Um, it's this is one of those sort of shotgun blasts of sort of snippets of gameplay, which is it's you know it looks like gameplay for the most part, maybe a little mm -hmm. cutscene in there, but it's also so kind of scattered that you're like, what what do you do? You know, like I would almost have taken like a stylized cinematic trailer that kind of establishes what this universe is, yeah. and then you know a little sort of a gameplay overview. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got some it's got some creepy monsters and stuff. 
this is the one I would have liked to see it had that gameplay breakdown instead of Dragon's Dogma, where they like yeah. telling the same. This is the one I would have liked to have the breakdown on because I would have gotten actually new information about this game and it would have answered questions that I had. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you can't win them all. Capcom is they're 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 on a victory lap, like what I said were you earlier. Expecting some kind of a showcase. I know, man. <laughs> Maybe some cake. Well, I, I think, I think Capcom just really wanted to be a part of the action. Uh, yeah. You know, like, you know, we have Summer Game Fest happening right now. We're covering, we're doing our Summer of Gaming. So I feel like they just really wanted to be part of the action. So they they hodgepodge the thing together. They spent a long time on uh, a Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, which was, I, I, I tried so hard not to fall asleep during that. So, no, so like, yeah, with all due respect, Ghost Trick is great, but also yeah. it's a game that already came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's a sort of a known quantity and it's coming out really soon. Like, I kind of always... This is like a thing during sort of E3 showcase presentation type things that have always kind of bugged me, where it's something that is totally a it's it's a known quantity. It's coming out so soon, and they always come you know try to remind people yeah. that it's happening. And we're of course you know we very nose down on this and pay close attention to when everything's happening. But you know showing off this and like Exoprimal, it's like you just I, maybe just do like a dedicated thing just to that, like do like a launch day stream. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, I mean, yeah. it's good. Like I'm very happy. It's. You know, and a lot, I'm sure a lot of game preservationists are going to be very happy that we're going to get this one. We're getting the Ace Attorney Apollo trilogy that's coming out. That looks really cool to be able to replay those on modern consoles that they're no longer locked on the handhelds. Um, so, like, all in all, they did show a lot of stuff that people are going to be interested in, but it's not the showcase material that we were hoping for. I think even then, right, like, Ghost Trick is also still going to be a digital-only release along with Apollo Justice, you know? Yeah. Like, if you're going to spend that much time on Ghost Trick and it seems like it's a game that Capcom really cares about to get people to play, they should announce, like, a special collector's edition at their fancy showcase, you know? Yeah. I would love to, you know, send us, get that, that red suit, that yep. fancy red suit comes with it. <laughs> so, uh, I really appreciate that this has a uh, Pomeranian dog in it. See, there's the Pomeranian yeah. dog. That's a good dog. I have a Pomeranian dog myself. I can attest. They're great. Uh, it's like this in Tokyo Jungle. Some of the best Pomeranian dogs in games. You can dress Peppers up like that for Halloween. I think that would involve spray painting should, him, which is frowned upon. You upon. actually should do you can't just, trick I, character You want me to bleach, bleach my dog? I'm not doing <laughs> it. It's a terrible idea. Um, yeah, uh, Exoprimal. Also something we sort of touched on. It's uh, mm -hmm. Jada, you're you're actually kind of interested in this, right? Yeah, I actually so I got some hands-on time with Exoprimal um, with some of the devs and stuff a way ways back, and I think it's a great game. I think it's not getting the uh, it's not being shown off in the way that most people are expecting it to be shown off or need to be needs to be shown off for people to be hyped on this game. But it's a really got a really cool blend of PVEVP. Um, so most of the time, you're, most of the matches you're playing against, you know, just AI dinosaurs that are funneling through portals, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just what they do, they just fall out of portals on top of each other. Um, and the physics of it is great. You see them literally tripping on each other as they fall down <laughs> oh, really from cool. the sky. Um, and then once you get to the, the tail end of most of the matches, you're competing against another team in kind of like an escort push match. And now this is just the one of the modes that I got to play. Like there's multiple different modes, so this isn't all of them aren't the same, but you can, at that point, when you're both pushing like this payload, you're fighting against each other and you're shooting the other team's payload, which stops it from moving. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose, like, am I targeting the payload? Am I targeting the enemies that are shooting our payload or shooting us? Um, am I targeting the person who just transformed into a dinosaur and is now trying to destroy us? Uh, because my team at one round got wiped 
because uh, we went through a uh, a choke point in the map, yeah. and they came through as a uh, triceratops and just did a little little belly roll through <laughs> oh, the whole so cool. chokehold and wiped our whole team. It was a masterful play. I was very upset. Uh, we still won, and I yeah. MVP'd the round, but. It was it was uh it was very it was it was I, I really appreciate how just wackadoo video gamey this is. Like it it, is. it's like why are the dinosaurs coming out of portals in the sky? Mm. Shut up, just shoot them. <laughs> I mean I mean these are also the creators of uh, Dead Rising where we have like hordes of zombies just running at you. So I mean like this is like within their wheelhouse to to make a, a game where just like a bunch of raptors are just jumping out of a portal coming at you. I'm also interested in this too. Uh, one of the things though that caught me off guard, I I saw the 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 redhead uh, right there, I immediately thought of Regina from Dino Crisis. I'm pretty sure a lot of people watching in the comments, y'all were like, oh, is that Regina? Oh, we're getting <laughs> Dino Crisis. Nope, it's just a switcheroo. Capcom, they know what they're doing. They're not going to give us Dino Crisis because we got Exo Primal at home. <laughs> yeah. Not yet, coming soon. Right. Next month. I feel, yeah. like, it's, beta. I feel like it's going to be a while before we get a proper Dino Crisis remake. I think they got a, enough Resident Evils to I think, probably. I think yeah, they're testing. I think they're testing some stuff, getting you know, testing some physics with the dinosaurs. Making sure they can like fall that. out of the sky properly. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> how many of them can we pile up? How how much of a crisis can these dinosaurs? Really <laughs> yeah. Existential crises for the dinosaurs. But yeah. Speaking of survival horror, we got a very quick snippet of. RE4 VR. Yes, Resident Evil 4 uh, VR, which I'm super excited about. I mean, I was excited about it when we saw it during the show, uh, the PlayStation Showcase. I don't think they showed us any new footage. I think that was the same exact footage that we saw. Like, I mean, I I, I, I combed through that footage yeah. after it, it dropped for the PSVR 2, or after that footage dropped um, however many weeks ago at, at the PlayStation Showcase. Uh, I'm excited for this, but it still looks... I don't know, like the, it looks kind of wonky a little bit. Like, you know, look, look, looking at, uh, looking at the, 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 the arms there, I don't know. It looks, it doesn't look as fluid and smooth as, as the arm, uh, as, as the movement in uh, Resident Evil 4 Village uh, VR. Um, you think so? No, not Resident Evil, uh, no, re not 4 Village, Resident oh, yeah. Evil Village right. VR. Yeah. I mean, I guess Combining the because that was by design first person. Yeah. You, know, you really spend a lot of time looking at Ethan's hands and right. how horribly yeah. they get injured in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, this is they're building it from the ground up, which yeah. is amazing. It's, I mean, this is not an, it's not going to be an easy feat. So I know it's going to be some time till we get this. This is kind of cool. I mean, we've it's it's funny because we've gotten the first person games flipped into third person, and yeah. we've gotten this. We've already seen this in VR once with the the Meta Quest version. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, man, I I'm I'm into it, but also it's it looks I'm not gonna it's too scary, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. What is, like so you're looking forward to it. what part are you dreading the worst? Are you kidding me? The, the chainsaw man coming at me, and <laughs> I gotta like it? block him with with either my gun or my knife. He's funny though. You He's just a hit funny the parry guy. button it's, at the right time. I don't know how easy it's gonna be in VR. <laughs> I, I'm not sure about this. Like, look at that. That in your face right there. I think it's scary that he's a doctor. You know, yeah. like, canonically, yeah. he's a doctor of what? I don't know. Where to get the chainsaw? It's it's weird. Uh, doctor of pain. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a chain. A chain saw. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, I I I dreaded the Verdugo in the you know the the first VR yeah. one they did, and yeah. I proceeded to not play that far into it because I didn't want to deal with him and the Verdugo is really just gives me the panics like I really don't that guy comes out of the ceiling you gotta <laughs> freeze him like a like he's a mole you want to take off it's just it's very bad times I, yeah, I'm not looking more. forward to the axes being thrown at me and them screaming obscenities at me that I don't understand I'm afraid that my only fear is that I'm going to swing to block the axe and yeah. I'm gonna hit somebody as they walk through my living room that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. most afraid of an actual um, walker an actual walker yes yeah, yeah. Um, that seems like it could be could be tricky I don't know. I, it's interesting, though, because there were enough new mechanics in the remake that this could be a very different experience yeah. in compared to the previous 100%. VR yeah. one we saw. Anyway, we've got tons more to talk about, including grading all of the shows over the last few days. 
I think some of them that we might have to see us after class. Uh, we're also going to talk about everything we saw from a PlayStation perspective. Stick around. Summer of Gaming continues right after this. Welcome back. This is a very special IGN Summer of Gaming episode of Podcast Beyond. This is a weekly PlayStation show. We do it every week normally, but we're doing kind of a special, um, you know, kind of a postmortem after the Capcom thing, uh, which, to be honest, maybe not the best showing we've had over these these past few, you yeah. know, weeks of, of big game stuff. So I figured we could kind of go over all of them and talk about, you know, which wh 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 what grade would we give these, these showcases? Mm. Strictly speaking, as someone who has a PlayStation in their home and likes to play games on it. Yeah. Uh, Let's start with Capcom. Let's do the, let's just, you know, just, yeah. Akeem, what are you thinking? Oh, if, if I'm gonna give it a grade, I, I honestly, I, I was not impressed with Capcom's showing at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, but if I had to pick one game that uh, I am excited for, I mean, it's, I already already talked about it. Uh, Exo Primal, you can't yeah, get enough of Exo Primal. Exo Primal, yeah, that's the one. You know, I, I, you know, I, I have an obsession with uh, dinosaurs and, uh, just can't get enough of it. So, uh, but no, um, it would definitely has as someone who has who who bought the PSVR two day one. Um, I'm I'm looking for more games on it, and I feel like Capcom is like one of the only real third party uh, AAA game studios out there that's actually trying to do something with it. No, I agree. So yeah, I'm looking at Resident Evil uh, for uh, VR. Before we swap off, would you play Exo Primal in VR? 100 percent. Yeah. Okay. All I right. feel like that would actually that yeah, that would kind of yeah, that'd be that'd be needle. Matt, what, what were you thinking? What, what would you, what grade would you give the the Capcom, the Capcom showcase? Show? And what was its uh, sort of redeeming quality? I mean, as a PlayStation vendor, like those games are coming to PlayStation. Uh, so yeah. in that like technical sense, like a B, but in terms of like the show itself, right? <laughs> like uh, like a C. I won't play this by the rules. Uh, there are a lot of PlayStation games on the Capcom show that I do want to play. But as a show itself, I was not, I did not come away super impressed. So, C plus. Okay. Jada? C minus. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Dragon's Dogma is going to be the big one for me out of this showcase. Uh, even though we got no, no new, like, really no new footage and a little bit of new information, I'm still very hyped for Dragon's Dogma 2. It does so many cool things with its world and its characters and its... Uh, NPCs and its pawns. It does really cool stuff with that, and I really am looking forward to trying out all the new vocations and abilities and everything like that. And I really think they have a chance to really establish Dragon's Dogma as more than a cult following yeah. uh, for a more niche audience. I think it can be really more mainstream. I understand like their reasoning to sort of have to reiterate what it is because the first one wasn't. Ex it didn't, you know, exactly. I mean, it's PS3 in the original release. It was. A, it's, a, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it was also. It wasn't a massive hit, or we probably would have gotten a, a two sooner. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get why they need to be like, here's what it is, in case you didn't know, because some people don't know. But also, you know, because it is sort of an known quantity for anyone who did play it, I think a, a like a straight chunk of gameplay might be nice, you know? Yeah. Like a gameplay overview where they're just like, all right, you play as this, here's the systems at work. Because jumping around like this is like, it's, it's exactly between like giving you a clear idea of what the game is and the cinematic thing. And it's yep. nice to see some in-engine, in you know, actual gameplay stuff, but it, it's just, it's, it's messy, you know? Like it's not like a... Yeah, it's neither here nor there. Um, so How yeah. about you, Max? Where are you, what are you giving it? Uh, incomplete. Incomplete. <laughs> <laughs> you feel incomplete? A... Capcom's getting a note sent home to their parents over yeah. this one. This was just, I, again, like we were, we're like, oh, well, they announced this late. They must have something to, to do. And it's like, this, what? You know, like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, so I also get it. Like, Summer of Gaming, our whole thing, there's so many more eyeballs on this than maybe just a PlayStation showcase on its own. So it makes sense for them to reuse some mm -hmm. stuff and, you know, 
it's easier to, you know, turn in your homework a second time than to, you know, do a whole new piece of art. I mean, this is this is um, the instance where I would have actually accepted some of those, like, just like the, like, I think the last time I did one of these, they announced that, uh, was it Village was getting DLC, which it eventually got. Mm -hmm. One of those, they were like, we're excited to announce it's in the works. And everyone's like, hey, cool, great. And it was just, it was just text. Like it was yeah. totally phoned in, but like, maybe they could have done that. You know, yeah. maybe they could have had something yeah. like that to show us. Um, but yeah, moving backwards, uh, let's, I mean, let's go back way to the beginning. Let's go back to the PlayStation Showcase because that was kind of what kicked things off mm -hmm. for, for the summer gaming stuff. And I don't know, I feel like we've, we were pretty hyped on it when it, when it first started. Uh, and I kind of think we've, a lot of people cooled off on it. You know? I, I mean, yeah, I got to go back and rewatch it later, and my excitement definitely tempered from it. I went from like, oh, this is kind of like at this. I think I said at the end of the showcase day of, it was like, I was like, this is like a nine, like a low, a high eight, low nine, and then I came back, rewatched it. It's like eh, it's kind of like a B minus, like a yeah. high seven, low eight. So well, you were caught up in the moment, is what you're saying? I was caught up in the moment. <laughs> yes, I. I you love games. I love games. Yeah, and I, I will not apologize for getting hyped about games that I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got Final Fantasy. They showed off Dragon's Dogma that day. Yeah. We got Foam Stars. Akeem, foam I know stars. you're hyped for Foam yeah. Stars. I don't think we gave it a nine. We gave it a foam out of ten. We did give it yeah. a foam. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. foamed so, it in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever number that is. It, you know, you make you decide what number it is. Tell me in chat. I'm watching chat. Tell me what number foam is out of 10. Y'all in chat, tell weird, me. Weird question, but sure. I don't sure. know. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the PlayStation Showcase? Called Engage I know that was Max. a long time ago. Yeah, uh, it was fine. It was all right. It was uh, It was a perfectly good showcase. Yeah, the hot takes right here. Yeah. F stands for fine. F stands for fine. It okay. Like foam out of 10, which is a fine. Uh, fine out of, yeah, okay. Uh, no, again, yeah, Dragon's Dogma, Spider-Man 2, uh, things that you would expect. No major surprises because the surprise for spider-man 2 the release date came later mm -hmm. yeah so that was weird yeah again we'll, we'll get to that that was in the summer game fest it's I, like this is the, the we're, we're all kind of dancing on e3's grave right now but it sort of feels like people are figuring out exactly what everyone's doing you know it's pretty scattered uh the thing that was the biggest surprise from the playstation showcase in hindsight is that they didn't show off any first party psvr 2 games yeah uh, yeah. I, yeah. Very upset about that. They talked about some, I believe, but they didn't show any. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I, yeah. I they, I they, show, they showed a, well, they showed a few PSVR 2 games, right. but it wasn't, but it was a, a lot of shooters. Um, we also got the Five Nights at Freddy's um, uh, VR Help game. wanted to, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, but it was nothing that was impressive. There was nothing substantial. No, yeah. not at all. Um, so, I mean, I would definitely dock, dock it points for that, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we did get a look at Spider-Man, and then we yeah. did get the, I, I would say one of the big highlights of Summer Game Fest was the release date, you know? Finally. Oh, I thought you were going to yeah. say Snake Eater. Oh, Snake Eater. <laughs> Snake Eater uh, remake. Did you just forget that that was a thing? Well, here's the thing. I don't quite believe it's a thing. Yet, you know? <laughs> uh, I also, like, the more I think about this, the more it annoys me. But to get a big cinematic reveal trailer for a remake of something... It's kind of it's kind of kind of cheap, kind of gross, you know, yeah. because like we know what the game looks like, just show us the before and after kind of right. thing. And you we know, know Kojima's not involved, so like that means there's obviously going to be some changes. And we've heard, we've learned since then that they're reusing some of the old voice lines that they're all not recording. The, all of the voice lines. They're all the voice all lines. Yeah, they're not right, recording. Yeah, yeah they're Which using is all the old weird lines. because the first thing we saw about this was the voice actors who sings the the theme song leaking yeah. it. So I guess they re-recorded the theme, but not the. Yeah. You know, hundreds She's of hours. Back, back of vocals. Yeah. <laughs> back of vocals. So we're we're, we're just um, going to have it just playing in the background the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, maybe. so shifting gears, this is a, sort of a you know, taboo subject, but uh, the Xbox showcase. I, I mean, I will say 
as you know, someone also has an Xbox, that was a, that was a killer lineup. That was that felt yeah. like a really you know like a really really good presentation. And yeah, I mean, I'll I be playing a lot of those games. I've got to say that showcase was like a, uh, was an was an a, a showcase for me. Yeah. I am so happy that I have an Xbox Series X at home now. There are so many great games that are coming out to it. I'm looking. I know some of the audience was very cool on Avowed, but I think they I really love what Obsidian does. They do. They make some of the best NPCs. They do some of the best side storylines in games, including like with uh, they're up there with like CD Projekt Red for me, and I think that's going to be great. Um, Fable looks fantastic. Uh, I mean, obviously it was mostly it was all that was all just CG, so not yeah. no real gameplay yet. But mm-hmm. um, I'm hyped that Fable's coming back. I love Fable. I want to go well, kick some chickens. Other, other thing is, uh, you know, much like when you know PlayStation did their showcase, and shortly afterwards Microsoft was like, ah, you can play most of those on, on Xbox too. Mm-hmm. Same is true of you yep. know the yeah. there were actually a bunch. The big one is Star Wars Outlaws. That's obviously a huge highlight of what Ubisoft mm-hmm. showed up. There's also Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, uh, which. I was sort of whatever on initially thinking it was just more, you know, DLC, whatever. Everyone's saying that this is like such a massive overhaul of everything that that game was doing. The devs are like, we wish this is the version we'd shipped. It sounds like they just kind of went down the checklist of stuff that people were mad at the game for. Addition, you know, outside of the technical fixes that were sort of needed for a year and a half post-launch. Uh, but yeah, there's like vehicular combat. They've completely read, read on the skill tree, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like there's and there's there's new content as well as that. And they're and they're upgrading the base content. There's exactly. New stuff coming to the vanilla version of the game. Yeah. So like even people who don't aren't ready to upgrade maybe want to uh, make it prove itself after a couple of weeks of launch first. They're going to see some of the up, uh, the bonuses and new stuff just by updating their game. Yeah, I feel really bad for sort of how the, the reception that game got and also the fact that it was sort of forced out the door when it was because. You know, they're they're they made good. You know, they did. They did make good at yeah. it, and they had, but they had, and they had so much potential, like at launch, to like keep their stellar uh, um, recognition as a studio. Like mm-hmm. they were, like everybody is was always like putting CD Projekt Red up on a pedestal, and then Cyberpunk came out, and on the older consoles and consoles just really in general, it was not up to their pedigree mm-hmm. compared to the PC version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's got sort of a redemption arc now. Um, also, we at the at the Xbox Game Showcase, we also got Persona 3 Reload. Yep. I was just yeah. about to say, yeah, we got freaking three, amazing. well, two and a half Persona games. Yeah, uh, yeah. Persona 3 Reload. There was Persona 5 Tactica, which I guess that could be sort of the half game. But then there's also Metaphor Rantafazi Refantasio, which is we were watching that. We're like, is this is this Persona? Is this you know, yeah. amazing. Shin Megami Tensei? I mean, it's by the same people. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It, it looks, it looks amazing, and I feel like you know, any anyone that is a fan of the Persona series is going to feel right at home with this, with this new IP. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm already, I was already sold. I was already bought in once I saw um, uh, the the reveal. I want that game. I think Xbox, the Xbox showcase is like the standard. I think that's what we want when we're thinking these about these showcases and these forwards. I want it to be game heavy. I want to, I want to get surprises. I want it. I want it front loaded. I want it back loaded. Mm. I want a little bit of the the nonsense in the middle. Mm. I just want it to be solid, and that's what yeah. this was. The 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 Xbox showcase was was a solid A. That was it. Was really really good. Um, it's yeah. also interesting because we see Sega really pushing stuff on the Xbox front uh, yeah. because they're really trying to make people realize that these previously PlayStation exclusive platform or series Persona and Yakuza are both on you know other other platforms as well, which is cool. Uh, now let's uh, go through this pretty quick. What do we think of Summer Game Fest? We're gonna have to kind of speed run this, but Jada. Ooh, uh, Summer Game Fest, uh, solid, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't see anything that really was major for me personally. So mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass. Go ahead, somebody else. Like that's where I was with it. Like, uh, yeah, started strong. 
petered out towards the end. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was good. You got Nick Cage, you know, coming out there, just yeah. being very eccentric and, and and just wowing the audience with his presence. It was good. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, he was uh, definitely more stage presence than some of what we saw at Ubisoft earlier today. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was that was weird. I will say yeah. the one thing Capcom really did impressively was I think made us forget about what was going on with Ubisoft. And Ubisoft <laughs> ended really strong with the Star Wars Outlaws gameplay reveal. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Getting more details in Avatar also very good. But like. See, uh, I keep wanting to call it Sea of Thieves. Skull and Bones, which has been delayed, what, six times? <laughs> like, that game keeps getting kicked down the road. It was supposed to be out by now. Yeah. It's okay. You can show, show the Star Wars gameplay because it's actually fun to look at. Uh, I don't know. Five <laughs> dudes on stage singing a sea shanty. Well, one of the beatboxes, I would say less so. That yeah. was a weird way to promote something that people were expecting to be playing by now. Yeah, they're extremely late on that TikTok trend, too. I don't know why they thought of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, mixed feelings on that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, again, summer of gaming kind of scattered out, but there's, it's, it's. I'm glad we're getting this stuff as opposed yeah. to just kind of radio silence. Yeah. Um, that said, we do have more stuff coming up. We're going to talk more about some of the many games that are coming to PlayStation that we're excited about it. We'll be back in just a moment to talk about all that. Stick around. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using MyVPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Back, this is IGN Summer of Gaming, and we are talking about all sorts of cool stuff. 
related to summer game stuff that also relates to PlayStation and the many different showcases. I like that even good games even got revealed on the Xbox show that you can play on your PlayStation because, yep, I don't know, maybe exclusivity is a cool idea, but it's also fun when more people play games. Yeah. Um, one series that historically used to be a PlayStation exclusive but has more recently kind of opened up is uh, Yakuza, or is how it's been renamed, Like a Dragon. Mm. Um, the most recent sort of, I guess, mainline entry was Yakuza Like a Dragon or Like a Dragon... Yeah, the, the one with Ichiban Kasuga. And we got a, a sequel to that, which is Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is maybe my favorite reveal trailer in recent memory 100%. because it's Very basically good. just an Austin Powers joke that they just draw out. But, yeah. like, think of how many game reveals we get that are either, like, just overly serious dramatic cinematics or they're, like... I don't know, like, it's just a bunch of, you know, people fighting or whatever. This is just a nude man being confused for, like, a solid, you know, two minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then they're like, here's the logo. And it's like, I feel like that says a lot about how good that first game is, that they can totally do that, and it's totally earned, and I applaud them for doing it. Not, not enough butts in, in reveal Yeah, I, I, I was fascinated by this because I just couldn't believe there were so many NPCs just acting like NPCs and not really noticing him right off the top. That's like, pretty on brand, though. I, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't notice it right off the <laughs> right, top. Yeah. Like I would have yeah. known right away. Yeah, I feel like I I, I know when there's clothes on my yeah. body. To be fair, yeah. though, if I was at the beach, unless yes. it was in in my direct purview, my direct view of, my, of what I can see, <laughs> if I see some, if if I happen to like look over and there's a naked person. I'm just gonna kind of let them do their own thing. I'm not gonna draw attention to myself because that may make them think that I want to talk to them. Yeah, well, and that dude's like, he's like all for it. The one guy yeah, laying down. That's true, that's true, yeah. you know. So um, I'm thinking this is, what do you think, Hawaii? Hawaii. A lot of, yeah, they yes. got lays there, yeah. yeah. So that checks out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, okay, so the weird thing here is that this is now, I think this is now like the mainline Yakuza series, basically. Yeah. And it's weird because it also historically beat them up, you know, franchise is now turn-based. It's a turn-based, you know, JRPG, which mm -hmm. is also weirdly meta about how much of a JRPG it is. Uh, man, early 2020, I'm really also kind of relieved that that's not this year. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. there's enough there's going so on, a lot of stuff now. happening. So uh. I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I know, Max, you've been playing these games uh, for a very long time. What, what, what do you think? I mean, do we know anything about this more than him being, like, a naked no. guy? Anything so, like, more than the last game... Um, like, how does he end up on this beach? The last game ended up with him, like, in a garbage... Or it started with him in a garbage can, you know? Like, he basically... I think he just got knocked out and dumped in a different city, and then... That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe he's on a boat trip. I think he's gonna get real drunk and wind up on a boat, and then probably on a beach. That makes um, sense. That tracks. The thing that's really funny about this, though, uh, this was... I. This was the first game since the original Yakuza that had an English voice track. It was really good. They did a really good job with the, with the dub, and I'm usually not the kind of person who says that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting because we have him speaking Japanese and we have her speaking English. And I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, if you want to play it dubbed, is it going to be flipped? Where, like, all the Americans right. are speaking Japanese? Right. Weird thought. But, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually really relieved that it's a, it's a, a new setting. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because the my I guess biggest gripe with the Yakuza games is they typically just kind of revisit Kamurocho, which is the main mm -hmm. main area. Um, this isn't the only Yakuza game we got either. There's also the uh, the man who lost his name, which is the next adventure of Kiryu, which but he's going Joryu. by Joryu, Joryu now. Joryu. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I, I heard some people have mixed feelings about that because he had his big farewell swan song, and now they're you know just when he thought he got out, they're they're pulling him back in. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk Spider-Man Two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this a fair amount. We're probably going to continue talking about it. Uh, 
What did we What did we learn from the the Summer Games Fest? We, we got the release date. We got the release date, and we learned that uh, Venom is not going to be Eddie Brock. But who is he? I'm. I mean, if you look at the, if you remember playing the original, the uh, there was a like a post credit scene after you finished the game that showed Harry, I believe, yeah. in a tank. If I remember correctly, it's been a couple of years since I've played that. Um, it's am, on my... I, am I taking crazy pills? I thought that the ending of Spider-Man 1 was pretty clear-cut. Like, yeah. it was Harry Osborn in a, a, yeah. a tank, right? Yeah. But I mean, symbiote on it. That's like, sort of the the, the thing about Venom is that it's, you know, the, the I guess Venom is the symbiote. Or, I mean, it's the symbiote and whoever, you know, they are got the stuff on there. I mean, that's Spider-Man in the black costume. Yeah. Anyway, my point is that, like... You know, Venom starts out on Spider-Man and then winds up. And since then, in the you know the comics, there's like a whole symbiote planet and galaxy or whatever, and they're they're all over the place. And mm -hmm. you know, different characters wind up with the, the stuff on them. So really, it's kind of fair game to do whatever. Doing a sort of Venom Green Goblin hybrid is an interesting idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they were definitely being coy uh, at Summer Game Fest. Uh, what was it, Summer Game Fest, where they where they were having a conversation about uh, we're telling an original story with yes. them? Mm -hmm. It's. I think it's it's fairly obvious that it, it's going to be Harry Osborn. I don't. I mean, like if you've played the previous games, like you know, I feel like it's that's the obvious choice yeah i can't see who else it could possibly be maybe it's a janitor comes by he accidentally <laughs> hits the glass with this broom and then the you janitor know, the, just comes by comes by and the symbiote like, wraps on clean him. up this yeah. this garbage here <laughs> oh no he's got a, he's got a you know big beef with the city because yeah. now he feels like he's got to clean the whole city <laughs> at the very <laughs> least it's a osborne that's like, just a toxic avenger story yes. I, that's, <laughs> yeah um, i mean one of the osborne's one, possibly yeah. Yeah. yeah an osborne yeah, no, this game is, is awesome. I'm really excited to play it. It's there's there's certain games that have kind of come out of this whole summer thing where I'm just like, yep, let me get it. Come on, that's it. That's fine. That's all. I'm good. Um, Alan Wake 2. Let's talk about that. I'm hyped on Alan oh, Wake so 2. It looks yeah. so good. Nice little suspense horror. Got some great elements to it. I like we're getting a new character to play as. It's going to give like yeah. a more uh, combat-oriented gameplay is what it looks like. I mean, she's an FBI agent, so she's got more training than Alan Wake mm has as a novelist yeah. so um it's gonna be exciting to see what you know what her gameplay looks like and how it differs from when you're playing as alan wake so alan wake's the reverse of what you were talking about earlier about how like you know yakuza and persona are like historically playstation games mm -hmm. that are on xbox yes mm -hmm. alan wake is a historically known xbox quantity and now it's being shown off like hey you can play this on playstation and the, and the remaster was cross-platform yep. right yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's got a bit. That must have been kind of a sticky situation for Remedy to figure out, because it's you know that was Microsoft Studios published it, and now Epic's publishing it, but it's not running on Unreal, which is a whole a whole thing. Uh, I'm into it though. I never I never played the original, and I'm well. Fortunately, I mean, like based on what they said, like we don't necessarily have to. You don't have to have played the original in order to enjoy Alan Wake Two. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I really want to just jump into this game. I, like the the character, the, the creature designs were just amazing. Like the the, the have, tone of this yeah. game. You're gonna have three days to to do that, and then you have yep. to play Spider-Man. Yep. Rules. <laughs> I'm I'm really hoping that it's we also get a uh, a cameo or an element from Control because they have the Alan Wake DLC yeah. that was for Control. So I'm really hoping. I believe her name was Jessie was the main yeah, character in Control. Name. I really hope she gets to come over and we get to see some of that. Maybe some hiss kind of coming over some his control humans as they call them yeah that's what the enemies are called humans hiss. <laughs> oh hiss. hiss i i played control i beat it i cannot think of a game and i like i liked it a lot yeah. i cannot think of a game that i for forgot more of in terms of lore mm. like i remember the moment to moment really well i you know i you remember, remember that the janitor that just kept walking with his walkman so like yeah you hey, to, it was like, cool there's all the weird hotel stuff you gotta places. wake up in the motel a bunch yep. yeah 
I like. I remember the game. I like playing. I, I, it's amazing. I, if you put a gun to my head and you were like, "What's the main character's name?" I'd be like, oh, "I don't remember." <laughs> um, I want. Uh, I want Remedy to make a like. They should make like an X Men Jean Grey game because I felt like I was like Jean Grey, just mm. like manipulating, floating through the sky. Yeah, right, it's like that. Right. Like I. Th- well, who knows? I mean, maybe after Insomniac's Wolverine, we'll get a Jean Grey game. Or Magneto, either I mean, one. Honestly, I feel like Jean Grey has died and come back more than most video game characters. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's go down and let's go over most anticipated. Akeem, what's your most anticipated from any anything shown up? From any? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like if 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 we're if we're talking about. Uh, 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 just in general. Say a game. Baby Steps was so good. Oh my goodness, yes! I baby love steps Baby Steps. Baby Steps looks amazing. I mean, I, I love quirky games like that, so I feel like I'd be right at home playing that, especially as, as someone who does like to, you know, make content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, and I, that's also like the perfect streaming game. Like if you if you were a Twitch streamer, if you were a YouTuber, I feel like that's like the perfect game to kind of like stream, because there, there's gonna be various different moments of, of you just being frustrated because you're trying to navigate this this 30-something-year-old man who 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 decides to leave mm-hmm. his his parents' basement and explore the world for the first time. They refer, the official description is you play as Nate, who is an unemployed fail son with nothing going for him. He's a failed son. No, fail son. Fail son. Fail son. Fail son. Fail son. Oh, oh, fail son. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was from the Devolver. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Devolver's that so, honestly, so quirky. That honestly was the best trailer out of the entire day for me. Yeah. I think Baby Steps had the, like, the setup and everything was mm-hmm. just great. It was just ludicrous like it was just all over the place and i was like yes this is what i want i just he what gets teleported and then he has to he has <laughs> to take teleported, his yeah and it's yeah it's the creators of ape out and it's bennett foddy who made quop uh and what is it called mm-hmm. getting over it getting over it yeah he's like his his entire um you know how like kojima makes games that it wants to be movies or whatever and then we go like bennett foddy just wants to mess with you like, that's <laughs> his does. entire like mo as a game designer very cool guy uh, yeah. i'm this looks i hope it's like Slightly more playable than some of his other stuff, you know, because it, it there's a whole part where he finds this stack of rocks And then the guy just yells at him and it's like yeah. definitely he kicks it over He tries to pick it up with his feet. And yeah, kicks it over and the guy gets upset with him Probably but I love that I showed you that there's yeah. a story to this though. Yeah, there's a story, you know, the story element So the the, the sliding down the hill and just <laughs> Yeah, no, this, great. Looks, this looks very fun. Very very stupid. Uh Matt, what about you? What's your what's your most anticipated? Uh, I'm gonna go for a low-hanging fruit and just say metaphor. What was the subtitle? Refantasio. Refant from the creator of the Persona series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you you remember the trailer? Like how beautiful. Yeah. Like that was gameplay. That was we got menu design, which I don't get excited by menus very often, right? But they showed the menu for this one. And it looked gorgeous, and mm-hmm. I just kind of want to look at it some more. I don't think it was as cool as Persona 5. I feel uh, like Persona 5 set such a high bar for like what you can do with text in a game, and this, I don't know. Uh, it's got that painterly it's got art like style. Serif, yeah, they got like serif fonts. There's no, you know, it, it's bespoke graffiti uh, or whatever. Thin. And you know, they're doing that thing where like none of the reports I'm saying are saying it's an Xbox exclusive, but it's advertised closely with that platform. But I feel like it's one of those things that like they're non not confirming via omission. You know, mm-hmm. not not saying it's not coming to PlayStation. Mm. You know, so yeah, I'm gonna assume that it will be multi-platform until I hear otherwise, which I haven't so far. Cool, that's always good. Yeah, this looks looks gorgeous. I'm I'm wondering if this means that Persona Six is a longer ways off. Uh, it's gotta be. I think this is like the main thing because this was teased like six years ago, five years ago by Atlas, like mm. in, a, in a real like underhanded way, under like an understated way, and uh, I'm pretty sure this is considered their big main project. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Persona fans. Uh, Eating good. Yeah, they got 100%. a lot, a oh, yeah. lot going on. Yeah. 
Were you guys surprised by Persona 3 getting a remake? Do you think that was exciting to the, the thing that has leaked more times than any game <laughs> in recent memory? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to be surprised when, when it's like it's you've seen it leaked so many times. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, I'm happy that we finally got the official word uh, that we know it's a thing um, that that we will soon get. And so, yeah, no, I'm I'm happy that Persona 3 because like that that was my first Persona game. Oh yeah, you know, and and I I loved it ever since. I I loved the franchise ever since. So, yeah. Really, you didn't start with Persona 2 Innocent Sin that was only available on a PSP digital download? No, no. <laughs> I did. All right, that was now, <laughs> real quick, Jada, Remnant 2, you were talking yeah, about I'm that gonna, earlier? Yeah, I'm gonna do Remnant 2. I think that's one of my big ones. Uh, I really loved playing that, the first one co-op with my partner, and it was, it, it's, it's a Souls-like with guns and different cool abilities, and it kind of changed depending on uh, when you load it up, and Remnant 2 is taking all of that to the next level. New classes, new abilities. The uh, they, the developers said that every time you play it, it's gonna be different because you may go to like say a forest in one time and fight one boss, but then the next time you may go to this zone and it's instead like a, a temple and you still might fight that same boss or you might fight a different boss, you might fight something else. Like they said, it's very different. Their goal is to encourage replayability um, and also to share with your friends. So like you're talking to friends like, oh yeah, I killed that horse monster. It's like, what? I didn't get a horse monster there. I, I got, got this yeah. like, that's I got wild. this demonic goat with that's gonna, you know, machine that's gun That's gonna arms. kill somebody on our guides team, I swear. Oh, it's gonna be crazy, uh, our guides. Well, mine is something I've talked about a lot and I'm gonna continue talking about it a lot. It's sort of uh, sort of a no-brainer, but Star Wars Outlaws, I think. Okay, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, that's good. We, we'll talk about that's that more. That's a safe choice. Uh, but yeah. We gotta take a quick break. We're gonna see you in a couple minutes, but uh, we're gonna take a look at what PS5 has coming up for the rest of the year and beyond. It's the name of the show. See you in a bit. There you are. So following all the new trailers and reveals and everything we've seen, uh, you know, the, the rest of 2023 is looking very busy. And it, like it wasn't already. So let's just kind of take a look ahead at what's coming out for the rest of the year. Some of the some of the big stuff. Uh, really soon, we're getting Final Fantasy 16, which is you checking? Yeah, I'm checking my date. The date for yeah. it. we got ten days. That's that's wild. Uh, we got a big, huge sort of square presentation yesterday. Yeah, they did a whole pre-launch celebration. They had a bunch of streamers on showing off the different parts of the the game. I think it was all like the demo. They launched the demo at the end of the night. Um, it was like 1 a.m. Uh, Pacific Coast time. Um, and then uh, they had like Sokin talking about music uh, with Alex McCalla, which was really cool. They did a, did a little little piece together. Um, they talked about narrative. They had Maximilian Dude, Maximilian Dude on stage talk, uh, doing a combat section against a boss, which he got rocked. Granted, it was 15 <laughs> levels higher than him, which was so like the developers, I don't think expected him to win, but then they had the combat developer Come in and play it, and he just destroyed the boss. It was like perfect pairing. I was like, "Is this my gameplay? Is this me? Do I need to be a combat designer?" Um, but yeah, no, it was a really cool uh, presentation. Uh, it was like five hours long, so like tons of stuff they talked about. Uh, the demo's out. It's got like two parts to it, so you play through one part of the demo, and then it unlocks another part of the demo, and you can like, I think they, if I remember correctly. There's abilities that are like deeper in the game that you get access to in there that you normally wouldn't have at this point. Yeah. So you can kind of play around and have a lot of fun. Um, and the progress of uh, from that first part of the demo carries over to launch. So oh. you can get a, you can get a head start. That's um, cool. Ten days early. That, I love that. That is that's like that's the arm that's the hair raising on your arms is like the progress carries over. <laughs> yes, it's not wasted that. time. It's so nice. Matt, are you are you excited for this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Final Fantasy 14 
player. So that and that's the team that's handling the the mainline single player for the first time in you know however many years. And I'm really excited for for 16. They also revealed that they pulled in. So like we already knew that they brought the combat director from yeah. Capcom in. They revealed that also Platinum yep. is working on worked yep. on it. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if you're a fan of Bayonetta, like you're gonna probably really like Final Fantasy 16. None of you went to that thing, right? The no. Fan no. Yeah, I, I was. was uh, I was moderating our chat for right. live stream that, with so all our lovely our lovely audience. It went for a very long time. Mm -hmm. It was a very long live stream. I think it's 11 hours up uh, the entire thing uh, right now on, on IGN's uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, even uh, we had an IGN alum, uh, Alana Pierce was there. She yeah. was doing, doing the interview portion for the, uh, the narrative section of the game. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, I think it was a really good time. I think it was very successful. They announced the, uh, uh, the, the merchandise. Yeah. They opened yeah. the merchandise. I, I pre-ordered a couple Torgles. Um, so I've got I've got a couple pet you know plush pets coming home with me in a couple of weeks. Did you get the the big dog or the tiny dog? I got dog? three of them. <laughs> okay. I got one big one and I got one small one for me as well, and then I got another small one for my niece. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. You know. That sounds like they they really had a lot going on, and I think we have a, I I think we have a launch day stream plan, which is you know going to be cool. But Ooh. uh, yeah, this uh, there was a, a story going around at the the I guess it was actually on the on the stream, but the the. CEO of, of Square Enix came out mm. and was like, I love Final Fantasy. Everyone's like, yeah, 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 we get it, sure. And then he tells a story about how, you know, his parents got him the first one for picking oranges as a child. Like, he got very specific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, my teachers told me I played too much Final Fantasy. And he was like, Look where I am now. I love a good redemption arc. Yeah, I, yes. I loved it. Yeah, he said like you'd get nowhere playing. I, my teachers told me I'd get nowhere playing games. Look at me now. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're you're making boss moves. So yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Now, speaking of boss moves, another game that is coming down the pipe rapidly is Lies of P, which is out September 19th. This is, of course, every time I say it, I feel slightly crazier. This is the Soulsborne about Pinocchio. Yeah. 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 France. <laughs> sure. In France. French Pinocchio. Italian. I don't get it. That makes yeah. sense. It tracks. Does it? Do the math. I don't. Okay. This game, I, geography. I feel really. like this looks noticeably better than the last time they showed it off, and it never, it never looked bad. It just looks like it's gotten a lot more polished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I think the last time we did a big kind of expose was Gamescom last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they had a demo there, and I remember, um, I think Mitchell Saltzman checked it out and was, you know, into it. Um, it's, it's so hard to sort of quantify. Uh, how good a, a Soulsborne type action game is going to be based on a vertical slice because like one corner of one of those games that doesn't have enough love and attention can break it, you know? Uh -huh. Like if there's just one part where there's just too sharp of a difficulty spike or not enough of one or whatever, it's, it's, it's tricky. These bosses are awful and I love them. <laughs> I'm into them. They are gross. And then you can take Le Metro apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what's everyone's read on this? I mean, I love Souls games, so I'm definitely gonna pick up and play Liza P. It looks to be a, it looks to be really good. It's will be interesting interesting to see how they handle story because Souls games are not generally very heavy on the story mm -hmm. outright. Like, there's a ton of story buried in lore. You got to read item yeah. descriptions and learn the background, kill one person so that another person talks about their history together and other crazy things. But uh, this one looks like it might have more on surface value. On the yeah, that's, that, that's what I was going to ask ask the the panel here. I'm kind of curious. Do, do we think that's is it going to follow like in the line of other Souls games and not be super heavy on on you know story, or do we think we're going to get more story in this? Because like honestly, I'm I'm afraid of Souls like games, but I really want this because I, I mean I, I I love Pinocchio, and mm -hmm. so I want to experience this 
You want to, you want to, you you just want a chance at you know making a wish to become a real boy. I, I, hey, come on now, watch <laughs> it. Wait, come on now. They've told us that there is going to be a lying mechanic, which is interesting because they haven't shown that anywhere that I'm aware of, right. and I'm not sure how that works branching dialogue wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, from what they've seen, it's going to be. It, I mean, it, from what they've shown, it is clearly more narratively focused. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that in a in a Soulsborne type game. Give it a um, shot, Max. Come on, you might like it. I do like stories now and then, and Pinocchio was at one point a story. Uh, no, it's, it's it's sort of an interesting. I guess I like how much of a mystery this is going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's you know it's just. It's no, just you've got to really game. go for it with the premise, right? Because you know the ideas are like, oh, what if we made a Soulsborne game with ninjas, or what if we made a Soulsborne game with Vikings, you know? And those games made it like, and then someone just came up and was like, what if we made a Soulsborne game but with Pinocchio? And yeah. someone was like. You know what? That's the yes. one. Mm -hmm. That's Let's the one do we're that. dealing with. Yeah, I have some questions about this. I think I still hate the name. I think the name is just a bizarre choice. Do you think Light they had a? Piece. Do you think they had a like a uh, like a dartboard and whoever's the like, fictional character they hit, that's what it was going to be, right. and they would have just kind of based it off of that. You know, also at the uh, I was just looking it up at, at the PC gaming show that there was a Metroidvania um, game revealed, Ebenezer in the Invisible World. That, oh that's God. another one where it's like, and he's like, he's harnessing the powers of like, you know, the Ghost of Christmas Past. Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah. No, I am not. A Scrooge Troidvania? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, All yeah. right. Oh my goodness. So I mean, like, people are, I mean, like, hey, just taking taking these these classic stories and and making interesting games with them. I mean, like, I'm all for that. You've heard of Lies of P. Get ready for Wealth of S. <laughs> um, so, um, I was gonna. What do you I want was going to say, it's like, chat, I see you guys are talking about, it. no, we didn't get any DMC3 news, we didn't get any Dead Rising, and we didn't get any Monster Hunter. I am watching chat, so. Yeah, if you didn't watch the Capcom uh, showcase, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. Um, let's talk about Lords of the Fallen, which I've been extremely excited about. This is looking like the next, with all due respect to Pinocchio and all that, this is looking like the next, like, really proper FromSoft-like uh, Soulsborne with, you know, character creation and everything. This is, everyone when I bring this up is sort of like, I don't know, I don't know, I wasn't wild about the first one. The first one I think was like fine, whatever, but like it- It was kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, and it was also a bespoke, it was a, a rich, it was their character. You know, mm -hmm. it was, it, it kind of removed that level of role playing. You didn't get to create your own, you know, person. Uh, and this remedies that big time. Um, the they showed off the actual mechanics in action, like the way it, the way it works, and it's it's like I feel like when you make a you know a Soulsborne, you gotta have some kind of a gimmick. You gotta have something to yeah. to set it apart to make it stand out. And in this case, they decided to have the you know the the regular world, which I think is called Axiom. I think that's right. Axiom, and then it's and the, like the other one is like Umbral. Is Umbral, Umbral, yeah. So yeah. it's you've basically got the light world and the dark world, and. If you die, you wind up in the dark world, which is, you know, akin to some people's belief systems. But basically, it kicks your ass to hell, and there's all sorts of even scarier monsters over there, and you've got to, I don't know, it, you know I feel like it's a it's, twist on the whole, like, go, go back to where your souls are and go get them or whatever. It's almost kind of like Demon Souls when that first launched, because when you died, you came back in spirit form, and you'd have reduced HP, mm -hmm. and the enemies would be tougher because you died in that world, and the more times you died, it would change the world tendency, and that would just continue to amp up, so the more you died in that one... Yeah, until you kill the boss. I feel like that is the same uh, game design philosophy as um, overdraft fees on a debit card. You know? <laughs> it's like, you're bad at this, let's make it harder. Uh, but no, this is, I'm, I'm so stoked with this, but the big thing is you get this lantern that shows you, uh, that shows you the light world, or shows you the, the dark world through the light world. Mm -hmm. And of course you get to do some fun sort of video gamey stuff where you know, you, you shine it and you see like a hidden bridge or like a hidden yeah. treasure chest. Or it's like, this is, this is it right now. And this is one of the first really impressive looking Unreal 5 games that's mm -hmm. coming out. 
this is slated for, did we get a release date for it? Uh, October 13th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. I know. Ooh, yeah. that's, a, that's a Friday. <laughs> yeah, Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Good on them for getting a nice nice scary release date. That's always good. There was another game that was like that got announced for like horror and they didn't do it. I think Alan it was Wake. Alan Wake, yeah. Yeah, Alan, Alan Wake on the, the set. Is it 70s? Weird, weird Alan Wake. <laughs> uh, now, another game I was not expecting to get this year, but which we are getting is Avatar, The Frontiers yeah. of Pandora. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I was kind of like, is this going to be like Far, Far Cry with Avatar? And it is. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, yeah. if you love Far yeah. Cry, I mean, you can't go wrong then. So, yeah. my big thing is, I think they have a real big chance here because we all know Ubi, what Ubisoft open world games look like. Mm. I think they have a really good chance here at kind of resetting what it means to be an Ubisoft open world. I think if they take, they go back to like kind of the, the drawing board, room, drawing room, and uh, drawing board, that's what I was looking for, and they change up kind of like the format and then use this as kind of the test bed to launch it into their Assassin's Creed and Far Cry, and uh, if they continue the Ghost Recon open world you have style. A, that is an optimistic outlook. You I think, they're, you think they are going to take a licensed game based on the most popular two movies ever made and start trying new things? I mean, that is the time to do it, honestly, because they're it's gonna, they're going to get a lot of sales based on name value alone. No, they're doing the safe thing here. They're this doing is, the safe thing. This is just going to this is going to be Far Cry Primal. Like, okay, <laughs> all right. Far Cry Primal, okay, but well, with flying then, dinosaurs. Basically. Okay, I'll give you one other optimist, optimistic point that I think is more likely if they just make it to where co-op progress carries over, Ooh, then yeah. that will be a huge enough win for me because nothing angers me more than booting up Far Cry to play with my partner at home and then having to redo it myself because I was playing in his world that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. I know that was, that was a big sort of frustration with, with Redfall and I, I hope they can figure that out. I mean, Ubisoft's pretty good about like cross progression. Yes, uh, they are. The whole, I, I, did a, um, I played the beginning of um, Valhalla on like a stream or something and it was like a preview build or whatever and I had my you know you play thing logged in and the game came out and I was like ugh I don't want to play the first three hours again just so I can go and actually get to the part where the world opens up and I popped it open and it was like right where I left off and I was like alright then and I sunk a bunch more hours into it but you know, not the 170 it takes to finish that game. Or there's, whatever. A, there's a lot of value to respecting our time and our backlogs as gamers oh, by yeah, not letting like, us have to replay sections. Yeah. Yeah, but Ubisoft is actually kind of bad at that. They does not be. respect my time. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 it's because they want to monopolize all yeah. your time, and then they want you to buy their Monopoly version and play Monopoly with your friends to take even more time. Now, the funny <laughs> thing this is doing to shake stuff up is the fact that you are a 10-foot-tall cat as opposed to a normal-sized human person. Uh, but there are still human people that you are going to be absolutely wrecking. Yeah. Which is sort of funny. That feels like almost a mod, you know, like when they're like, we made our character bigger for whatever reason. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna get? You think we're gonna get like, uh, like executions, like, like where you just kind of like step on? Oh, people? takedowns and stuff. Like, take There's a shot stuff? in here at the end that looks. It looks like something like that, or it possibly like one of those sort of. It could just be a cinematic thing, but where basically they're fighting the uh, someone in the amp suit, and it does sort of like a bullet time twist around thing, which felt like uh, Breath of the Wild sort of. Uh, fighting oh, the, 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 the slowdown or the flurry yeah. rushes and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I think there's there's the shot of, of ripping the, the dude out of the amp suit, and I think that's going to be basically like, you know, when you can like stealth kill dudes with flamethrowers in Far Cry. Okay. Well, yeah, finishers like Batman Arkham and stuff. Which they like show that. they show you in the trailer, but it takes you like 11 hours to get that that far. I think it's going to be like that. But I, I want to ride that guy right there, yeah. that little Thanator. I, I, want to, I want to ride on him like a little horse, and I, I don't want him to bite me, but he's definitely going to bite me. 
I, I wish we could toggle from third person to first person on this. I don't, I don't know. I was, I was mm -hmm. thinking about that mm -hmm. after looking at Starfield, um, the Starfield Direct. I was like, you know, that'd be that'd be a pretty cool, you know, option to have. Yeah. You know, I'm, I keep waiting for them to do that with Far Cry, but I guess it hasn't. It's you know weird because you get third person and co-op. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 2023 is looking pretty good. What about 2024 and after that? Well, there's more games coming out, and we're going to talk about them in just a bit. There's more Beyond coming up after this. Beyond. <laughs> Welcome back. This is IGN Summer of Gaming, and we're talking about what lays ahead for PlayStation. This is Podcast Beyond. We talk about PlayStation every week. Some weeks we have more to talk about than others. Uh, this week we've got plenty to talk about, and we, like, 2023 isn't stacked enough. We are already getting stuff that's coming out in 2024. Uh, let's start with one that we thought we were going to be playing much sooner, which was Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which uh, has been... You know, put, do they, they put that one back in the, in the freezer, oven to, or freezer, I guess. I don't know. I think they're going to finish it. I feel like that's the, the cake being baked. Whatever. It's Yeah, they killed the last release date. Not, <laughs> there, we, there we go. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Um, yeah, so that's supposedly coming out February 2nd, assuming it doesn't get kicked down the road any further. Uh, I feel like we had kind of mixed, mixed feelings on this one. Jada, you were... So I'm one of the few people out there that really do like the kind of looter shooter kind of like upgrade gear type things like i put a good amount of time into avengers like yes it didn't have a lot of long tail form uh content um i was hoping suicide squad was going to kind of learn from that pick up from that and evolve and give us in-game content earlier because i feel like that was where avengers really like lost their lost their step is they started out pretty good had good marketing around it and then it was like everybody finished it in the first couple weeks and they're like what else is there to do? Mm -hmm. And I was hoping Suicide Squad was going to maybe take a lesson from that since it's releasing at this point like two years later. Um, so I'm still low-key optimistic about it, but I do think it's smart that they went back to the drawing board on certain things and pushed it back and that they're going to be making some changes. Yeah, 100%. I, I agree with you. I mean, like, I feel like when we first saw this, was it at, it was at the state of play, right? What, what, are, the, what are the state of plays that we got like an extended It was look. like that longer uh, look. Yeah. yeah. The the overall like reception from fans and and even us here it wasn't necessarily it wasn't like super positive. I mean like seeing some of the gameplay mechanics like you know we're watching Harley Quinn swinging around like like Spider Man like yeah. th these are things that like th that we've never seen these characters do in the comics in any of the movies any of the animated uh, shows. So it's it's it, it doesn't it's just kind of it just feels weird and it looks weird. Well, you know? I think like I think some of them are pulled from comics. Like I believe. Captain what? Boomerang using tapping into. What about the, Harley Quinn swinging like Spider Man? Uh, I mean, I've never seen her do that. Uh, you know, maybe maybe that's coming. That's on the way. It's a, it's a preview for the upcoming comic that they're gonna do where she. Okay. You know, she it's crosses a, realms. It's a weird choice. It, it definitely seems like it. If it didn't say Suicide Squad on it, this could be anything. Yeah. It's true. Any right. game. Yes. It yeah. also seems uh, awfully kind of similar to what we got with uh, you know Gotham Knights. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a four-player co-op. Thing. And it's like, I feel like people kind of just want, uh, you know, another Arkham. Well, to be fair, Gotham Knights was only two players, so this is four, so it's doubling <laughs> the player count, which is great. Um, Gotham Knights did have a four-player mode they added post-launch, but mm. this is more campaign, full campaign, four players. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think it still has a good chance to come out and do really well. Um, I think the action looks fun, at least. I just think that they need to really kind of hammer out the why people should care about this. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I definitely want to play it for the story, I, I, you know, as someone who, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the DC universe as a whole, so I kind of want to play it just to see what the story is, is all about. But, I mean, like, I'm not thrilled by the gameplay mechanics uh, from what they've shown us. Like, I, I, I was, 
correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't show us any sort of like teamwork combat. Combat? like Yeah, kind of like Guardians combat. of the Galaxy, yeah, you know, yeah, like, you know. That's, so. yeah, that, that would have been a, a much better way to showcase yeah. the combat in this, and it's taking a page out of the Guardians, which was a phenomenal yeah. action RPG game. 100%, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm bleh, I don't, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Let's not give it any more time yeah. right now. We got, yeah. it's got That's fine. to cook. Yeah. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Rebirth coming out Q1 2024 at some point. Yeah? Uh, yeah. 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 Two discs. Yeah. yeah, two discs, everybody. Yeah. Two discs. Two discs. Remember those days? <laughs> I like how people are mad at things that aren't getting, like, physical releases, and they're like, well, we will do even more. We'll have double, <laughs> double discs. This is making up for the uh, the DLC not having yeah. a disc form. There you go. Yeah. We'll or give you it? more discs than you want. Maybe they did release So I'm confused. What if I only buy my games digitally? What does that mean? It just means you need a new uh, internal hard drive for your PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do I get two digitals? Two digital copies. I don't think. <laughs> if what if it's what if it's like two icons on your on your. <laughs> that would be two icons. That would be two excessive. Icons, yes. <laughs> Please start game uh, file two. What, uh, yeah. So do, is this gonna be open world? Do you think like fully? Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's. I think it's gonna. I think there's gonna be a lot of large open world sections. Mm. Uh, I think it's gonna function mostly similar to the remake, the original remake, where it is open like hub kind of like right, type right. thing. Um, but I think this is going to be a lot bigger because this is the section of the game where they're exploring outside of Midgar. Like there's, there's so many areas that we get to explore. I'm, you know, I'm hoping we get to see Gonzaga. We're going to see. I'm hoping we're going to see Calm. There's so many cities and places, and just, you know, are we going to get to go into, you know, Vincent's little cave and wake Vincent up? I hope so. I really That's, hope we get I remember to that. The, the sort of big thing with the first one was being curious when exactly it's going to cut off. You know, and there yes. was, yeah. it's. I'm glad we know that there. This is a, this is going to be a trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that's a nice kind of reassurance because um, if they were like, "Here's the second one," we'd be like, "When's this one going to end?" <laughs> and that's still a valid question. Uh, it's also going to be interesting how it deviates from the original. They've you know obviously shaken some things up a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go to Golden Saucer, go snowboarding. I want to mess around, do some funny mini games and stuff. I want to breed some chocobos. Go yeah. and do some chocobo racing. Yeah, yeah give me the mini games. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm, ex I'm excited about this. I, it, I don't think it's quite as much as I had going into the, the initial remake because it's now, I know what it's, I know what it's like, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's fun, I liked it a lot, but it's also like, I don't know, there's a sort of, there, there was a, f a first impression side of things that was really, that really kind of blew me away. Like a curiosity I, factor that's not e a, yeah. Exactly, like I, the first thing I said when they announced this game was, how are we gonna fight that house? Right. And then when I, 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 I like accepted that, I'm like, I don't think they're gonna have hell houses in this. And, and then you get, you get to the boss fight, and I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've gotten that excited playing a game since <laughs> much younger. I like just jumped up and screamed, and dogs started barking at me. It was, it was a very good time, but yeah, I mean, there's even weirder stuff in this, oh, this chunk of the game. There is. So. What, is there one you've got uh, an enemy you're hoping for in this one that would make you excited equally? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Um, I'm hoping at the very end we get teases to Ruby and Emerald. I'm really hoping that we get teases for those. Like maybe like the it's a part like you can do a part of the fight and then it runs away and then you have to go back in disc three to actually fight it fully. Mm. I'm hoping we get something like that. Now, how many sort of side stories do you think we're going to get? Because we got um, we got the sort of Yuffie, uh, what was that called? Crisis? No, not Crisis Core. Intergrade. Intergrade, yeah. And then uh -huh. we got Crisis Core as well, which is sort of also another... Uh, feeds into right. the, the lore. And, and it's yeah. funny because people are like, oh, if I get the storm, I'm going to have to buy three games. And it's like, I don't, you might have to buy like seven multiple games. You got to buy seven yeah. games. It's Final Fantasy seven, seven games. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it's a, it's a beloved, you know, corner of that universe. Uh, it's weird. Cause I guess it's sort of a franchise of its own at this point. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about that. 
Now, we touched on this briefly. Star Wars Outlaws. Uh, mm -hmm. Another game that might have Wedge and Biggs in it. Uh, <laughs> it very well might. Uh, yeah, this... Oh, my God. I just... Th I This is, the I think, a game I've kind of always wanted, you know? Yeah. Okay. It's, I know people like as a Star Wars fan, the yeah. game you've always wanted. Yeah, I mean, I love I love you know big op open world Ubisoft games, and yeah. I, it's it's funny that you know the the most exciting stuff to come out of a Ubisoft conference was Star so Wars and Avatar playing with someone else's toys a little yeah. bit, you know. And it's I don't know, uh, adoring the subject matter will go a long way in terms of you know making a, people like a game if they like that subject matter to begin with, you know. Yeah. Um, but like this, I don't know. It's it's a sort of a proven. It's a it's a proven platform. Like the Ubisoft, Ubisoft open world game, like this I, this doesn't feel like a Beyond Good and Evil two situation to me. This feels like a quantifiable real thing. It, yes. Honestly, it just kind of looks like Watch Dogs, but like Watch Dogs two, not not Legion. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're keeping it simple. It's it's kind of like just a fun little you know scrappy adventure game uh, that also happens to let you explore a galaxy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm again, I, I'm sort of to be pessimistic. I'm thinking this might be a 2025 game. Mm. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time that Ubisoft is like, this is coming out later. And then it, later they go, it's actually later than that. <laughs> You're thinking 2025? I was thinking like maybe late 2024, but I, I mean, that, again, it. that's me being optimistic. I could see um, it being a holiday 2024. Yeah. Star Wars does really well around like Christmas yeah, time and stuff. Yeah. It mm -hmm. makes sense. I think they really need this, mm -hmm. you know? I think, uh, yeah. I think they really need this and I think they will try to move, you know, all mm -hmm. the planets in order to make this a line for <laughs> right. 2024. That was very good. Yeah, I, was, I was like, you're going to move mountains? Yeah, no, you're going to move planets to make the planets, planets. align. Yeah. Very good. That's what I know about Star Wars. Space. Maybe Disney's like, we need a game a year, Star Wars yeah. related. Yeah. So I hope that's not the case. I don't... Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I mean, I think the, the appropriate thing here should, like, we're in that age where, like, licensed games are kind of good again. Yeah. You know, we've gotten yeah. some really cool ones. My biggest hope for this one is they nail it. And then I, one of our, somebody in our chat earlier said they should make a Star Wars assassin game where you play as a Sith and you hunt down other Jedi. That's cool. And that is such a smart idea. I think that would print money. It's like you can take your Assassin's Creed DNA, blend it with your Star Wars Outlaw DNA for however you guys are doing the world and setup and everything. Now that's interesting because I feel like it would veer in towards sort of M-rated territory. The interesting thing is uh, both Avatar and Star Wars are T-rated, which means yeah. that they, you know, can hit a much wider audience. But uh, one thing that we know is not T-rated, I think, is Marvel's Wolverine, which yeah. I hope that comes out next next year. I, I think it's probably still a ways off because you know we've got Spider-Man in front of us and Insomniac's keeping pretty busy with that. But like, yeah, I mean, my, my guess is we're gonna get we're gonna get gameplay footage next year. Yeah. Uh, for for a possible 2025 release, possibly. That's my guess. Yeah. 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 Maybe early. I think we'll get a summer. I'm looking summer 2025 yeah. for Wolverine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jeff Keighley's gonna get the exclusive. <laughs> It'll probably show up at Game Awards next year. Yeah. I mean, maybe this fall. Uh, I don't maybe. know. Or this, yeah, this fall. I don't know yeah, if we'll get. A, I don't know if we'll get it at Game Awards. We might get like an extended CG, but I don't think we're gonna get gameplay this Game Awards. Mm. I think mm. gameplay is next Game Awards. I am so excited about this. I love. I love Wolverine. Yeah. Yes. Wolverine is great. Yes. I like Wolverine more than Spider-Man. You know. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a little that can't blasphemous. Be, you're not serious, are you? No, I'm with you. What? You're with? I'm with him. You're wearing red. Wolverine. I guess very cool. Okay, he's very cool. But but what 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 are you backing that up with? You can't say he's cool. Spider-Man is cool too. He's also a nerd. So that's cool. Spider-Man is a little bit more of a kind of proven game mechanic. I feel like. I mean, making a game where you have sharp things on your hands and you jump around stabbing people. That's been done. That's that's a you know a proven concept. 
the healing factor is where it gets tricky. And that's yes. where you kind of veer into the same territory as like Superman games, where it's like, how do you make him, like, well, how do you balance it? They you know? did it really well in, what was it? I what was it? Origins? Wolverine Origins? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did a really good job with it. And you could actually see like the tissue reforming as you healed. Yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with it. I'm totally fine if Insomniac just kind of borrows that and makes it better. Like that's, I'm yeah, good I mean, I, I have faith they'll figure it out. I'm just, I hope you get to climb walls with your claws, you know? <laughs> that's I mean, you know, I, it, we are par for the course as a PlayStation game where we're used to like kind of climbing around ledges. So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, it could fit. It's gotta I guess. be a third person game where you climb stuff and it, maybe there- If it, Brian was here, I would say you gotta squeeze through a couple cracks. You have daddy issues, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah I, I, okay, so you're all talking about like gameplay and mechanics. Okay, uh, I mean, like the thing with me, like I think if we're just talking about the character alone, Wolverine's cool, but he's not cooler than than Spider-Man. I mean, there, there's a there, there's a reason why we have more. I would say he's by def, he rides he rides a motorcycle. Spider-Man delivers pizzas. That's he, that's a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man does actually have a motorcycle, I guess, but it's kind of a, I don't know. It's, he has a spider cycle. Wolverine is like by the sheer definition of what cool is. He's cooler than yeah. Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man is shorter than Spider-Man is amazing. Spider He's spectacular. Yeah. He's ultimate. And what's Wolverine? What's in front of he his has a name? hat? He has a cool cowboy hat. What are they? What, I guess it's just uh, so it's something that he could yeah, buy he at the Gap. Doesn't need to have anything. So he's Wolverine. Cool. <laughs> he's cool. He the has... insufferable Wolverine. I, don't know. <laughs> I love it. We have lots more to talk about, uh, but we're going to be doing that probably next week. We got some more summer gaming stuff coming up tomorrow. Uh, thank you, Jada, Akeem, Matt. Love hanging out with you guys, course, talking yeah. about this stuff. Everyone in the control room, thank you for making this happen. It's wonderful doing this. Uh, we are going to call it a day. But happy Pride Month, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Summer of Gaming continues tomorrow. We've got an Xbox extended showcase with a special game scoop, next-gen console watch, and some more reveals and gameplay to show off. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. We love you. And all summer long. All summer long. Uh, uh, yeah. Beyond. 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 Uh, beyond. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.